Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 to 20. And I read, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. By the grace of God, I want to share with you a simple message on how to make right choices in life. How to make right choices. I'm sharing with you what I call wisdom for strategic choices how to make right choices wisdom for strategic choices let us pray heavenly father thank you for the privilege we have to land at your feet we join mary of old to sit at your feet and hear your word speak to us father Help us to be able to comprehend the length of the breadth of the height and the width of what you are saying. And help us not just to comprehend but to inculcate the lessons in what we are hearing. And help us to be doers and not hearers only. Thank you for every and all things. Anoint me your servant to share your word the way you've revealed it to me. And anoint your people to receive it the way you expect them to. So that their prophecy can appear. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. How to make right choices in life. Also known as wisdom for strategic choice making. As human beings, we are made by God to be free moral agents. Free moral agents. When we say that human beings are free moral agents, what do we mean? We mean that all human beings have the privilege and the responsibility to make personal choices. In other words, as human beings who are free moral agents, we have the responsibility and the privilege to make our personal choices. What this means is that God does not force his will on us. Neither does he force us against our will. Let me say it again. When God's word tells us we are free moral agents, what it means is that you and I are free, completely free, to make whatever choices we want to make. God does not and will not force his will on us. Though he can, but he has chosen by the way he has made us not to force his will on us or to force us against our will. God, what God does normally is that God will do what he wants us to know about. But we are still free to make our choices. This is because we are called free moral agent. A free moral agent is somebody who is free to make his choice. He's free to make his choices, no matter what they are, no matter what area. Marital, academic, spiritual, emotional, psychological. A free moral agent is someone who is free, absolutely free, to make his choices. God will not force you. God will let you know what his will is, but he will not force his will on you. And God will not force you against your will once you have made your choice. God has done what he wants to do for us and has left us with the privilege of making our choices as to what to do with what he has done. God wants everybody to be saved. He has made a provision for the salvation of everybody. Everybody. 
First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 God will have all men to be saved Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 God has made a provision for the salvation of every one of us But as to whether we get saved or not It is going to be a choice that you and I will have to make That is why you are a free moral agent God will not force you to go to heaven if you don't want to go God does not force his will on us and he does not force us against our will. That is something I want you to know. I want to say five things in the next few minutes that I wanted to put to heart. Number one, as a free moral agent, you are going to have to choose what you will do, where you will go, who you will be with, what you will say. You are going to have to choose. You will see in the scripture here in Deuteronomy 13, 19. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. But he advised, therefore choose life. The choice is still mine. Do not say, I was made to do it. It was because you chose to do it. There is a proverb in Yoruba that says, Whosoever is taught to do evil and does it, it was not because he was taught to do it, but because he chose to do what was inside him. So, as a free moral agent, you are going to have to choose. Every day we make choices. You chose to wear what you are putting on this morning. You chose to come to church. You chose to come to this church. You chose to enter the cab or the bike that brought you to church. These are choices. A day will never come when it will no longer be your responsibility to make a choice. These are choices. The word choice simply means the ability to select one course of action from a set of alternatives in order to achieve a goal. Let me say it again. It is the ability to select one course of action from a set of alternatives to achieve a goal. That is what the choice is. You select a particular course of action from alternatives in order to achieve a particular goal. Whoever you end up marrying, you chose to marry them. Whatever course you end up doing, you chose to do it. Whichever school you find yourself in, you chose to be there. You may be given admission, but you may refuse to take it. Whatever business you find yourself doing, you chose. Because God is a free moral God has made us to be free moral agents. He has made you and I to be able to make choices. And so stop blaming someone for the choices that you have made. Happy is a man who does not condemn himself in the things that he approves. As a child of God, you need to know that whatever cho- choice I make... They are my choice. They are my choices. They are not something someone else forced me, something someone else made me, something someone else did for me. In the final analysis, you still have to make your own selection from alternatives in order to secure a particular goal. The second thing I would like to say is that God's word is full of people who are offered the opportunities and privilege to make choices. In the word of God, you will see several people who are given the opportunities and the privilege to make choices. In Exodus 32, 26, when Moses came down from the mountain, he said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. The Bible now says, and the Levites came and stood with him. In Matthew's gospel 27, verse 17, Pilate offered the children of Israel. He said to them, He said, this is Jesus Christ, and this is Barabbas. Choose one. Who do you want me to release? And the people chose Barabbas. The Bible is full of such. Deuteronomy 11.26, he said, I said before you, blessing and a cure and a cause. Joshua 24.15. Joshua told the children of Israel. He said, if it be right in your sight to serve the God that was on that other side, serve. He said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord of hosts. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, 
The children of Israel were offered a choice on the Mount of Camel, where there was a contest between the prophets of God and the prophets of Baal and Astaroth. First Kings 18.21 The prophet of God Elijah said, For how long will you hold between two opinions? If God is God, serve him. Then if Baal, then follow him. The Bible is full of several people who are given opportunities to make choices. In John chapter 6, Jesus Christ was speaking at a point in time. He asked the people that were with him. You know, he was saying in John 6, he was talking about, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, try to tell them about the Holy Communion. And the people were offended. They said with one accord, this is hard saying, who can receive it? Eat your flesh and drink your blood. We are not cannibals. We are not vampires. And Jesus offered them a choice. John chapter 6 verse 67. He said, will you also go back? Because some people went back. He said, will you also go back? And Peter said, to whom shall we go? He made a choice. The Bible is full of several, several, several people who offer opportunities to make a choice. In 2 Samuel chapter 24 verse 12, David was offered three choices. Seven years of farming, three months of running from your enemies, and three days of pestilence. Choose one. You see, because you are going to be offered the opportunity to make choices, you need to be wise. James 1 5. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally, and it shall be given to him. Proverbs 4 5. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Proverbs 4 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get it. With all you're getting, get understanding. You're going to have to choose a wife very soon. You're going to have to choose a career very soon. You're going to have to choose a place where you are going to live very soon. You are going to have to be offered alternatives very soon. And that is why it is always important for you to know in wisdom what need to guide you in making such choices. How to make the right choice. People are regretting today about the choice they made 10 years ago. 5 years ago. Some businessmen have regretted about the choices they made this year that has brought ruins to their finances. Some women and men are beginning to regret the choices they made as to who they married. Some people have regretted the choices they make as to where to live or who to live with. That is why you need wisdom. Because the word of God tells us about several people who are offered choices. In 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 9, God offered Solomon a choice. He said, ask me what I shall give you. Ask me what I shall give you. I read a story some years ago that was so funny. They said a man, a very rich man was about to die. So he called his servant because he had only one servant. And called his son, he had only one son. And he told the son, he said, my son, you've been such a wonderful son. And told the servant, my servant, you've been a wonderful servant. Now I want you to know this is the way I've decided to divide my inheritance. My son... I will only offer you one thing. Just take one thing. One thing. Just take one thing. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 verse 42, Mary has chosen that good thing which cannot be taken away from her. Take one thing. He said, and when you take that one thing, my servant will take the remaining. You just take one. My servant will take the remaining. And the boy went and consulted. You see, when it comes to making choices, there is room for consultation. With God and with men who know the heart and the ways of God, there is room for such. And I'll be speaking about that in a few minutes. And so the boy decided he was going to choose the servant because he was only allowed to choose one thing. So instead of choosing the car or the house in Abuja or the house in Portacot or the house in Madrid or the house in Malaga, he just chose the servant. Since the servant had entitlement to every other thing, and the boy only had entitlement to one thing. When the boy chose the servant, whatever the servant chooses, it belongs to the boy. That is wisdom in making the right choice. The ramifications of our choices go well beyond us and well beyond the, the year in which they were made. There are some choices we made this year. Ten years from now, we'll be getting the reward for it. And there may have been some choices you made this year that 15 years from now, you'll be regretting. You'll be regretting. How had I known? 
Oh, I caused the day when I met that man. Oh, I caused the place where I met that man. I caused whoever introduced me to that man. Those are people who are regretting because they were not, they didn't make the right choices. That's why we are talking about wisdom for strategic choices. There are certain choices that are so strategic you cannot afford to miss. The Bible is full of several people who made choices. Number three, the choices we are making in any area of our lives at any time are like chisels with which we are sculpturing our lives. The choices we make in every area of our lives at any point in time are like chisels with which we are sculpturing or designing our lives. Our choices are either leading us closer to or farther away from destiny. Every choice you make is contributing something to how your life will shape out. So they are not just momentary decisions. They are eternal decisions. They are not just casual decisions. They are vital decisions. They are not just common decisions. They are major decisions. Our choices are either leading us closer to or further away from our destiny. Choice is power. It is at the heart of life. Choice is the creative power of life. I want to say about 10 things about choices here. You can note them down because they are vital thoughts. In every single thing you do, you are choosing a direction. Your life is a product of your choices. In every single thing you do, you are choosing a direction. If I choose to read a particular course, like geology or medicine, I'm choosing a direction. If I choose not to go to school, I'm choosing a direction. If I choose to, to go into music ministry, I'm choosing a direction. And your life is a product of your choices. Another statement. The choice we make by accident are just as important as the one we make by design. The choice we make by accident are just as important as the ones we make by design. If you say, well, I just chose it. That does not mean that it's not important in the final analysis because it's going to still affect you. Another statement. Choosing to live our lives by our own choices is the greatest freedom you will ever have. Choosing to live your life by your own choices is the greatest freedom you will ever have. Now let me say this to you in a way that is probably different, just but saying the same thing. Is that when you say you are free, what it simply means is that you are making choices the way you feel you should make them. I'm free, yes, but you are making choices in the so-called freedom that you say you are. I'm free to choose my wife. I'm free to choose my career. I'm free to choose wherever I want to live in. Oh, yes. Choosing to live our lives by our choices is the greatest freedom you will ever have. Another statement. There is no life as complete as the life you live by choice. There is no life as complete as the life you live by choice. The life I am living today is by choice. I chose to be in the ministry. I chose to live in the learning. I chose to obey God. I chose to follow God. I chose to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. There is no life as complete as the life you live by choice. It is time for you to begin to make choices specifically and definitely. Another statement. There may be a thousand little choices in a day. All of them count. There is no choice that does not count. There is no choice that does not count. When you choose to wear a particular cloth, you may not know whether it counts or not. But someone who is looking for a husband or somebody who is looking for a wife may see you in that cloth and may be attracted and make up their mind eventually that this is going to be my husband or this is going to be my wife. There may be a thousand little choices in a day. All of them count. All of them count. Let me give you a good example. Several years ago, as a young man in the university, 
I made a choice that I was not going to work on a job that I can be transferred. It was a choice. It was a little choice. As a student in the university, I said to myself, I will never apply to a company or for a job where they will transfer me. And so when we finished from the university and all of my mates were applying to Ministry of Education, Ministry of Culture, Ministry of Arts, and so on, here in Ilori, I said, no, I will only apply to a place that I will not be transferred. So I applied to the School of Nursing, applied to the University of Ilori, applied to Kwasi Polytechnic, because I know with those jobs, I will not be transferred. But I did not even know that I was making a choice that was going to affect destiny. Because today, I am where I am because I made that choice. Every little choice, a thousand of them in a, little, in a single day. All of them count. No matter how small it is, it counts. I make a choice to take a bike instead of a taxi. It could be the difference between life and death. I make a choice to stay at home instead of going out. It could be the difference between life and death. I make a choice. To do that exam, instead of not doing like my colleagues, it could be the difference between success and failure in life. I made a choice to join the demonstration. Instead of not joining the demonstration, it could be the difference between being, becoming successful and not becoming... I remember a classmate of mine, very intelligent young man. I remember that demonstration in the University of Idavida when we were students. That day we were all sitting down just in a room... And they came and told us, ah, people are going to divide Chancellor's house to demonstrate, oh, and they were singing, to divide Chancellor's house, to divide Chancellor's house. And I sat in my, I sat in there, I said, I'm not going to go. What will I go to divide Chancellor's house for? He didn't invite me, so why should I go there? And by the way, that's not the place a student should go. I need to go to the library. I need to go to my Panway Drinkers Club headquarters, Iliadu headquarters. So I sat, I didn't go. Three other students, one was very intelligent, one of my classmates, very intelligent. He was a university scholar. He followed them. When they got there, they snapped their picture. When they got to the vice chancellor's, some people were snapping pictures to cause a long story short. That boy was restricted to the University of Ibadan. And never ever was able to get another university to go in this country. I saw him about two years ago. He was he was a caricature of himself. He had lost it. Every other thing he tried didn't work. He missed his place by a simple choice. All those minor choices count. I will be his friend. I will reply that letter. I will go to that place. They look very minute, but they could be very terrible. Another statement. If you like to know what our choices have been, look at yourself and the life you have lived. If you like to know whether you have made the right choices, look at yourself and the life you have lived. Look at yourself. Look at how much you are earning. Look at where you are. Look at who you are. Look at what you have. If you want to know whether you've made the right choices, take a look at your life. Because your life is a reflection of the choices you made. If you want to know whether you made a right marital choice, look at your marriage. If you want to know whether you made the right ministerial choice, look at your ministry. If you want to know whether you made the right career choice, look at how your life has turned out. I remember in those days when we finished from 4-5, some of my classmates, instead of going to HSC and furthering their education, they joined bank. In those days, it was very fashionable. Once you finish from 5, if you are very good, Bank of the North in those days was recruiting people. And I remember some of them who said, ah, let me work for a while, then I will go to school. Some of them never went back to school. Today, they are unemployed because they never had a skill. Little choices. If you want to know whether you have made the right choices, look at your life. You will be able to see what could have been, what might have been, what should have been that are not in place. This is the end of the year. 2011 beckons with great, great offers. You are going to have to learn how to make the right choices. How to make the right choices. Another statement. Who knows what you could accomplish in life if you made more of the right choices along the way? Who knows what you could accomplish in life if you make more right choices? You can accomplish so much, but who knows if you can only make the right choices? You can make more money if you make the right choices. 
You can be a better person if you make the right choices. One more here before I go on to number three point is you cannot manage your life if you don't manage yourself. And you cannot manage yourself if you don't manage your choices. Manage your choices and you manage your life. You cannot manage your life if you don't manage yourself. You cannot manage yourself if you don't manage your choices. Manage your choices and you manage your life. The fourth thing I would like to say. God's word is full of several people who made good choices and those who made bad choices. The end result of our lives on earth will always be the sum total of the choices we made while here. At the end of our life's journey, our life will be a product of the choices we made. It is better to be carefully making choices than to make choices you regret. It is better to take all the pain to make the right choices than to make choices that you regret. I remember years ago when I was going to go to the university in 1975. I had the choice to read several courses. University of Ife gave me admission. University of Lagos gave me admission. Amadou Bello gave me admission. University of Ibadan gave me admission to read sociology. I mean, university of all these other universities gave me several other... I remember university of uh, Lagos gave me admission for business administration. I remember the ABU gave me uh, 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 admission to come and read BSc, whether uh, finance or something, I can't even remember. About 30 years ago now. And I discovered that all these choices were there. But you see, while I was going to make a choice as to the cost to read, I did something. I never go to church, neither do I claim that I go to church in those days. I was a rascal to the core, full-time rascal. But I, for that case, because I wanted to know what choice to make, I went to a CNS church. And they told me to roll all the names of the university and the courses, roll it, so I rolled it. And the man had a small rod in his hand, and he stared it, he stared all the choices, the small, small people. He stared it in a bowl, and then he just used the tip of it, and then he tipped it, he tipped one thing to me. He said, that's it. So I picked it. The University of Ibadan Sociology. I said, okay. So I went to an Ifa priest as well. I wanted to compare notes. You see, when I did not even know God, he was guiding me. He was still, he was still, you know, the Bible says God has made all things for himself. Proverbs 16 verse 4, even the wicked for the day of evil. Despite the fact that those people were not the right kind of spirit that you consult, God was still able to reach me even through them. And one thing that happened was that all the places I went, about four places, they chose the same place. So I said, that must be it. I didn't know God. I remember one day I woke up in the morning, I wrote it, the way the man did it and tipped it. So I also wrote it. You must have about that. I said, ah, this is God. <laughs> so I went to the verse of it sociology. Today I can know the effect of that choice because reading sociology, the science of society, introduced me to diverse cultures and diverse ways in which people do things. And after traveling to 122 countries, I now know that I went to read that course not because I was going to make money, but to prepare me for destiny. It was a little choice. But it has made a lot of difference. The word of God is full of several people who made good choices. Abraham made a good choice. Jesus made a good choice. The three Hebrew children made a good choice. Daniel made a good choice. But Samson did not make a good choice. Lot did not make a good choice. These were men in scriptures, patriarchs, but they never made good choices. The father of a Christian and I'm sincere does not mean you will automatically make a good choice. But if you, um, if you made up your mind to make a good choice, more than ever, it's likely you will make the right choices. It is, the, it is the big choices we make that set our direction in life. But it is the smallest choices we make that get us to the destination. The big choice we set our direction. But the small choices will take us to our destination. The big choice, I'm going to church. 
The small choice. I will listen to the word of God. I will concentrate on the service. I will switch off my phone. Those are small choices. The big choice, I will answer the call of God. The big choice, my career is going to be medicine. The big choice, I will follow the film industry. I will go into the film industry. But the small choices are the ones that lead you to your destination. You need to differentiate between the big picture and the smaller details. God has given us the power to make choices. But that doesn't mean that always we make the right choice. Look at the kind of choice that Moses made. In Hebrews 11.25, he said Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. Several years ago, I chose to be in Ilani. Several years ago, I chose. I chose. I chose to be here. I chose. God gave me the idea of what he has done, but I still have to choose. God has made a provision for salvation, but you still have to choose. God has made a provision for a husband and wife, but you still have to choose. At times, some people have been offered a choice by God, which they should have chosen, but they did not choose it, and they are still waiting for God. Such waiting is going to be in vain, because he has already offered you what he wants you to choose. And he's there to give you information and idea and direction as to the choices to make. Let me now make the fifth point and then quickly share with you about seven different things I want to talk about when it comes to making choices. The fifth thing I want to say is we need to learn how to make the right choices. We need to learn. Just like you learn to pray, you learn to give, you learn to submit, you learn to obey. You need to develop. You need to learn how to make the right choices. Wisdom is needed in making the right choices under any circumstance. The more you learn how to make the choices, the quicker you can make choices when your time limit is short. Some people cannot make choices in a short while. Why? They have not learned. Let me give you a good example. If they ask a man of God to come and preach at a very short notice of like two hours, some men of God will be able to come and preach. But some will find it difficult to come and preach. Why? It depends on how they have learned the act of someone making. The better you are at making choices, the shorter it takes you to make a choice. You'll be required to make some choices over a short period. In other words, there may not be all the time in the world for you to make a choice. It may be you go and think about it today, but he will give me your answer. And some people will go, go, go. There are some sisters, when a brother chases them, it takes them one year to make a choice. And by the time the, brother is, the sister is back, the brother has since moved. I remember the sister here in our ministry, the brother chased her, and she went and went for six months, and she went, by the time she came back in the eighth month, the brother has already moved. And so I asked her, I said, what answer were you preparing to give him? He said, I was trying to give him a yes. I said, ah. So I told the brother, he was, she was planning to give you a yes. Ah, she said, it's too late. Oh. Ah, sister said, yeah. For so many years, that sister did not have any other person give her a marriage offer. Eventually, when she had an offer for a marriage, somebody came and offered her. It was late. Till now, I'm sorry to say this, she's still without an issue, though she's married. What happened? Her response time was slow. She would have learned how to make choices. The other brother had been producing children and rabbits. In fact, when I saw him recently, he had six. So I told him, I said, what are you doing with six children? He said, I cannot reject any gift of God. I said, okay, continue. Continue. <laughs> you will soon discover that a wolf, they run belly. <laughs> what I'm saying... It's just, just he, said, I will not stop. he said, I will not stop the work of God. I said, that's okay. You have a, a mandate to populate the whole earth and heaven. No problem. Continue. What I'm saying is that sister made a critical error because she had not prepared. I'm saying this and I'm saying this with all fear. 2011 will offer you opportunities to make choices over a short period. And unless you are primed and prepared, you will not make the choices and you may lose it. 
And do not say I did not tell you. Because when God was telling me to preach on this subject, he told me that. He said they will have to make their decisions quickly. They will have to make up their mind. There. There and then. You will be offered business opportunity. You have to make up your mind. There and then. Offered opportunity to travel. You have to make up your mind. There and then. Offered for opportunity for, for a business contact. You are going to have to make up your mind. There and then. Career. Career change. There and then. Doors will open. You have to make up your mind. It's not going to be open forever. Opportunities are perishable products. When seized, they bless us. When missed, tragedy occurs. So we are going to have to learn. Learn. Making choices is an art. We need to develop. You need to develop the art of making choices. I have always made choices all my life. And I have developed my ability to make choices in such a way that over a short period of time, I make up my mind quickly. With a very little margin of error. The little little day-to-day choices are important because they prepare us for the major ones. As we make small choices, we develop the ability to make accurate choices. Let me say this to you. You need to begin to learn to make major choices by making minor choices. Begin to learn to make minor choices. Do you know that you can fail an interview because of the shirt you wore? The color combination. Do you know that? Just the shirt. I remember a member of our church went for an interview with the bank. I won't call the name of the bank. And when he got to the interview, we called the executive director who was going to be the one in charge of the interview because we happened to know the man. So we called him. And he called the head of the panel of the interviewers. And he said, look, there is a candidate, there is a son of ours that is coming up. And he dressed up and, and went there. And at the end of the day, he, they couldn't pass him. And I said, so I called the ED, why did he not pass? He said, his suit was oversized. And his shirt was too big for him. He gave us the impression that he borrowed them. And that was the only thing. He said everybody marked him down on his dressing. And for us in our organization bank, dressing is king. And so he lost out. A simple choice of dress could mess you up. A single choice of dress could mess up your wedding ceremony. It could mess up a simple choice of dress. I know a sister who went for a wedding. When she, I don't know the kind of dress she had on. We showed it. When she got to the middle of what she was walking down, she was trying to maneuver her shoulder. The dress just tore. Ah! <laughs> they quickly had to rush. Run. They had to take to get the wedding dress became a problem. She eventually wore a fee that she did for engagement, and the husband had to be. Ah! The wedding was late for about two and a half hours. A simple choice of dress. A simple choice of fragrance. Fragrance could mess everything up for you. A simple choice of time could mess everything up for you. You could think it was 11 when it was 10. A simple choice of color. A simple choice of place to be. We need to learn how to make choices. I want to share with you now what to watch out for in choice making, strategic choice making. These are vital things you need to watch out for. If your choice will be right, how to make right choices. Number one, never be in a hurry to make a choice. Never. For any choice that is made that way, we usually lack quality and durability. Never be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry to make up your mind to marry X, to make up your mind to go to Tuanso school. I told you what I went through before I made up my mind to read the subject I read. Choices that are made in a hurry lack quality and durability. It's like when you're building a house and the decking is supposed to kill for 21 days, but you're in a hurry to occupy the house. One of my sons in ministry recently built a house for that, recently built an auditorium for 38 million. Naira, here in Eloni. And because certain decisions were not made, certain choices were not made, the whole house, people were taken there to go and pray. They had spent 38 million. They had put the roof, they were putting the ceiling. 
And the people went there to go and pray. They held their hands. While they were praying, here in the lorry, here in the lorry. Why? There was a little bit of horridness by the contractor in the execution of the project. Things that should be were not allowed to be. You see, the more you develop at making choices, the faster your ability to be able to make choices. But in the beginning, never be in a hurry. Learn how to lay it line upon line, precept upon precepts. The psalmist said in Psalm 31 verse 22, I said in my haste, I am cut off. Psalm 116 verse 11, I said in my haste, all men are liars. All men are not liars. But when you are in a haste, you make such conclusions. Proverbs 19 verse 2, that a soul should be without knowledge, he that hasteneth with his feet, sin it. One translation of that scripture says, impatience will get you into trouble. Never be in a hurry. Psalm 16 verse 4. He said, their sorrows will be multiplied. Who hasten after another God? Never be in a hurry to make conclusions. No. When I was going to make my marital decision or choice, I was not in a hurry. I caught it well. Anything that they say, hurry, 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 is the devil. The devil knows that your margin of error will increase when you are in a hurry than when you are patient. James 1 4, let, your, uh, let patience have a perfect work that may perfect an entire lacking nothing. In making patience, in making choices, have a patient spirit. Luke 21 19, in your patience possesses your souls. But as you learn how to make choices, then you can be fast in making choices. But in the beginning, you have to take the pain to make sure that things are done decently and in order. Proverbs 29, 20. He said, if you see a man hasting his words, there is more hope for a fool than for him. The Bible does not tell us there is a hope for a fool. But it says, if a man is hasty, he's worse than a fool. Proverbs 14, 29. He said, when you see anybody who is hasty, they will give support to foolish ideas. Haste. Never be in a hurry to make a choice. Anything that is saying, quick, quick, make your choice. Do, quick, do this, do this, do this. Is part of Satan's ploy to make you do what you will not be able to retract. I can't do labor, Bona. Let me say this to you. Do not be sentimental or emotional about permanent choices because you may not be able to retract them. It is easy to make a choice. It is more difficult to make them. If it's easy to choose a wife, I was watching the TV some time ago in the United States and I saw a man who met a woman one day in a bar pub and they got very friendly and that woman moved into his house that day and the next day they got married. The wedding lasted three months only. Everything must have a good foundation. If the foundation is faulty, Psalm 11 verse 3, there's nothing the righteous can do. My dear brother, my dear sister, if something is trying to coax you and try to force you and try to maneuver you, quick, 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 today, 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 you are just learning to make choices. Slow everything down. It is when you now know how to make choices that you can make fast choices. Do not make choices based on feelings because feelings will change. Never be in a hurry to make a choice. For any choice made that way will lack quality and durability. Number two. Listen to this one. In making choices, when you are faced with only two apparent choices and both of them seems wrong, when this happens, do not make any of the choices because if God wants neither, what it means is that for us what it means is that for us to seek out more choices if we do that, we are likely to find one that will honor God if you want to make a choice and the alternatives you are given, both of them are bad it is like between a rock and a hard place it is like between the devil and the deep sea. When you are faced with two choices 
and both of them are such that do not seem to be right don't make any of the two choices what is simply mean is that God wanted to wait on him a little more because there is always a third alternative don't make any of the two choices let me give you and worship bar or fiery furnace now if they choose if they deliberately say okay we are going to worship bar is bad if they deliberately say well we want to do every fiery furnace is bad in that kind of a situation do not make any of the two choices because what god wanted to do is to wait on him a little bit and then there will be a third choice or a third thing god will want you to do when you are faced with only two apparent choices and both of them seem strong do not make any of the choices because if god wants neither what it means is that for you to seek out more choices if you do this we are not like we are more likely to find one that we honor god there are two men this you are a single sister there are two men this one is married to 10 women already and this one is not born again neither of them is good does god want it to choose but those are the two men that have come to you since you were born or in recent times they are the two marital offers you have had now god is not asking you to choose the man who is married to 10 women i learned recently that one of our sisters married a man and she became the number 22 wife a born again sister in Emma chapel number 22 not even number two number 22 now this one is not born again this one is married to 10 people but both of them love you then you begin to look at which one that's between the rock and the hard place that's between the devil and the deep sea neither of them what god wants you to do is to wait if those two choices come it doesn't mean that you are going to have to bow to one of them because there is nothing like a lesser evil evil is evil they're just going to have to wait and bid your time the children of israel came to a point the armies of pharaoh were behind the, the, the Red Sea was in front. So which one do we do? Do we jump into the water or do we turn back and go to Pharaoh? We have to go to God. If you are currently faced with that, you are between the devil and the rock, uh, the deep sea, between the rock and the hard place, what God wants you to do, because neither of them seems to line up with destiny or God's purpose, is for you to seek him more. Because you will find one that will honor God. Number three, when it comes to making one choice instead of another, make sure you have as much access to all the facts about the alternative choices you have identified, even if they are two. If you are going to make a choice between A and B, be familiar with the facts about A. Be familiar with the facts about B. You need to know everything you need to know about both. There is a contract and you have a choice. Be familiar with where this choice will lead you. Be familiar with where this other choice will lead you. Be familiar with where it will take you. There may be two brothers born again filled with the Holy Spirit in the same church on fire for God. Only one of them or none of them may be right. But be familiar with the facts. Be familiar with the facts about this other brother. Where is he from? When was he born again? What is his Christian testimony? Does he have a job? All this information are necessary. Be familiar with the facts. Real choice must be made on hard facts. Both spiritual, natural, and physical facts. Don't just be emotional or sentimental. Hey, look at that like you are. No. There will be two careers. 
mature offers in a career. I want to further my career. A bank is offering me a job. A multinational is offering me a job. Now, what is the future of this bank? Be familiar with the facts. What is their capital outlay? What do they have? What are they into? What have they done? You can do some researches. Then this multinational company that is offering me a job, when was it started? Who are the directors? How are they funding it? What is their share? What are they? What is the quote on the, on the stock market? You see, because you could plunge your life into misery by making a wrong choice. Be familiar with the facts. Let me give you a good example here. A member of this church some years ago came up to me. He said, excuse me, sir, I have a job offer. I said, where? He said, it's so-and-so company. He said, and they are giving me three times the salary I'm being offered in this other job. I told him, pop and pray. I said, let me wait on God. So I went and sought God's face. And it was so simple what God told me. God's, God, God, God just told me, said, it is not based on the salary they are going to give you now that matters or whether you are going to stay employed for a long time that matters. So I came back and I told the brother, I said, don't choose this one with times three salary. Stay where you are. Ah! He said, Reverend George has become completely oh, oh, go bonkers. He said, Reverend George, old school. Oh, oh, could I lay it? Old school. So I said, somebody, they are offering me three times salary. And you say, as you stay, where they are not offering me as much salary as the other. The Lord does not see the way man sees. That company that was offering three times salary was not established, was not strong enough. When I told him that, I had to go and make a research. I said, by the way, in fact, this other company that was giving me, in those days it was called Raw Material Research Council of Nigeria. That was the name of the organization. And he had this other job where he was doing very well. But he now, the salary attracted him. But you see what God just told me later when I said that this raw material that council will not survive. It was only set up by some people who wanted to have some place through which to move money. That it was not going to live for long. So the boy resigned. He resigned from the place where his employment was steady to a place where he did not know, but I knew that the employment was not going to be steady. After nine months of that council, they closed down. Every one of their workers was dismissed. He stayed unemployed for 12 years. 12 years, he did not get a job. For 12 years, he remained unemployed. And I told him, I said, did I not tell you? The most painful thing for somebody to do is to tell you, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? Tell your neighbor, did I not tell you? It's a very painful thing. He stayed unemployed for 12 years. There was no praying, there was no binding and losing, there was no uprooting. You have given you power to uproot, to pull down, to throw down, to, to do step. Let me say this to you. Till today as I'm speaking, his life has never remained the same. A simple choice. Your eyes shall see the king in his beauty. Your eyes shall behold the land of Aaron. We must have eagle eyesight. It is your vision that directs your life. Make sure you are familiar with the facts. Where you have more than two alternatives, make it do a research to ensure you have as many as much information about the various alternatives in career is the same in choice of a place to work you may be a doctor you apply to a place they give you two options these people are saying come that people are saying come both of them are not right there must be one of them that god wants for you that's why choice is involved. Choice simply means you have a decision to make as to which of the alternatives you are going to have to choose to move you towards destiny and where you are going in life. It is always good to evaluate the alternatives of the choices you have. Carry out a logical analysis. Understand all the possible choices understand what is involved in the two choices what this will bring as to what that will bring i was talking to one of my sons in canada recently who used to be in agbowo and then he went and worked in oceanic bank and some years ago he came to me in Sheraton. he said sir i'm working in oceanic bank this is my salary this is where i am he said okay but I also have a university scholarship to go and study master's degree in the University of Strikelight in Glasgow. He says, uh, which of the two do you think? 
Evidently, we have to get the facts. What is the future of a working Oceanic Bank with the first degree? And what is the future of having an opportunity, a scholarship, a university scholarship, to go and school in Glasgow? What people are paying 13,000 pounds for? You have it free. What is the future? I told him that I believe that he should go to Glasgow. That's what I told him. He said, but this oceanic thing is taking care of me. I mean, I'm okay. I, 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 they give me so and so at the beginning of the year. Money over to the number of Bukukan. They buy Mumba of Bukukan. I said, that's how much. I said, whoever told you that your job is guaranteed in that place? I said, you know, the banking sector in Nigeria is very volatile. You can never build your destiny on such a volatile industry. I told him. I said, but when you get this master's degree, this one, he went to University of Glasgow, got a master's degree. He finished. From there, he got another scholarship to another university in Canada for a further master's degree and now PhD. As I'm talking to you, he's lecturing. I asked him, he said, I said, how comfortable are you? He said, I'm on me. See that? <laughs> so what I'm saying is just get the facts. Don't just say, ah, Oceanic, I'm Oceanic, like that I go, they're building one. Say, what are they building? Build your life on something solid. Make choices that will stabilize and establish your life. Not on frivolities. Get the facts. It is not going to be spiritual only. We live in a world of facts. Get the facts. Be familiar with the facts. Behind this brother, behind that sister. Be familiar with the facts. Dig deep a little bit before you come with your conclusions and choices. You may be trading your life at a loss with the choices you make. Let me go on here quickly because of time. Number four, when it comes to making choices, listen to the following. Ask for, wait for, and receive divine counsel, instructions, and guidance. Ask for, wait for, and receive divine counsel, instructions, and guidance. Don't make haphazard choices. Even after you get the facts, ask for and wait for divine counsel, instructions, and ask for and then wait for. It is one thing to ask for and not wait for. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16, ask for the old, he said go to the waste and ask for the old part which is the good way and walk in it and you'll find rest to your souls. Psalm 25 verse 12. He that feared the Lord, him shall God teach in what way to choose. He that feared the Lord, him shall God teach in what way to choose. What way to choose. What way to choose. Proverbs 19 verse 21. There are many devices in the heart of a man. The counsel of the Lord shall stand. What will stand? His counsel. Proverbs 16 verse 9. A man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directs his path. Where there is no counsel, the people perish. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Proverbs 15 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Proverbs 2018. Every counsel, every, every purpose is established by good counsel. With good advice, you will fight your war. Ask for, wait for, and receive. God will never leave you hanging if you have to make a choice. He will always bring in the information you need. God is not unfair. He will never leave you hanging when you have a choice. A choice as to who to marry. A choice as to what job to do. A choice as to what place to go. This coming year, there will be choices. Opportunities for choices. It will be offered to you when you least expect. It will come to you when you did not even ask for it. And so begin to school yourself in the wise way to make a choice. What will last is what is based on what is real. The counsel of the Lord standeth sure, having this seal. The counsel of God stands sure. 
Psalm 55 verse 14. He said, we took sweet counsels together. Then we walked to the house of the Lord in company. Ask for, wait for, and receive counsel, instruction, and guidance from the Lord. The psalmist said in Psalm 73 verse 24, guide me with your counsel and thereafter receive me up to glory. Let me say this to you. Ask for, wait for, receive counsel, instruction, and guidance from God. Now let me say this to you. Even if you do not hear from God or you have heard from God, make sure you have other mature people in your life with whom you want to compare notes. Even if you think this is the choice you should make, submit it to people with keener sights. People who have their senses exercised. People who, by reason of use, can tell you this is, this is not. Do not make up your mind as to what you want to do if you want to know what God wants you to do. If you make up your mind as to what you want to do, when you go to God,